Hello, and welcome to G Talking All That Jazz. This podcast is really about the testimony of friendship that spans over four decades. A friendship between two professional black men that began in Harlem in the mid-1970s. As young men, both learning how each other and from each other, how to navigate the sometimes formidable and unapologetic streets of Harlem. Both here and now, still standing with a wealth of transferable knowledge. As you join Jean and Jazz on their journey of reflection, listen closely for the true messages about friendship because their trials and tribulations came at a cost. Jean and Jazz will share their thoughts on a variety of topics from love and relationships to family politics and of course, friendship. Again, welcome to G talking all that jazz. Enjoy the journey and oh, you better buckle up. This is a special, podcast of G and Jazz and G talking all that jazz. Usually you will hear G doing the intro and then introduce me. And then I would give our public service announcement about full disclosures. Today, this show is going to be a little bit different because this is a special show. This is our girl dad show. This is going to be a two part series. First part, you guys are going to hear from G and his daughter, Corey. And we're going to try to get some insight on their relationship and why G is a girl dad. So many people don't know about the relationship with black men and their daughters. We sometimes hear these negative um, um, connotations but here are the facts. And this is according to a, a longitudinal study done by the CDC, published in 2013. It says black fathers are more involved in their children's lives, no matter if they live in the home or not. A, greatest, a greater percentage of black fathers when compared to white and Hispanic fathers fed or feed and ate meals with their children on a daily basis. They bathed their children, diapered, and dressed their children on a daily basis more than any other group. So we sometimes hear this negative bashing of black men and their involvement with their fathers, but this is so not the truth. And here we want to demystify the role of a black man. So now I'm going to bridge our guest in, which is Corey Davis, along with my partner in crime, G. Yo, 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 yo. That's really your part, G. So take over <laughs> your part, baby boy. Take over your part. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up, Jazz? What's going on, baby boy? Listen, don't forget I'm Dr. McAllister to you. Never going to do it. Never going to do it. Never going to do it. Da -ba -ba -ba. Nah, not ba -ba -ba. This podcast is wild. <laughs> so, so we want to. So, G, won't you go and introduce and uh, introduce our special guest, um, Corey, to the audience? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce my 18-year-old. She goes by the name of Corey Lene Davis, born 18 years ago in uh, Harlem, New York. Now residing in Rockland County, New York. High school graduate college and now in college my sweet smart um beautiful daughter 
Corey Lene Davis. What's up, baby boo? Hello. I, 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 I thought I got, had to have my own introduction, but I guess that's it, right? <laughs> that's it. That's that's it. it. This is G talking all that jazz. That jazz. Not G and jazz talking. Right. 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 Hey, wait a minute. And before we start, uh huh. We have to do a disclaimer, Jazz. You always gotta do. Bing, 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 All the stories you're about to hear are all true. All true. We are not changing the names or events. No events. We're not protecting anybody's little itty pity pity feelings. No feelings. So if your name pop up in this conversation, you should not have hung out with us <laughs> at all. Sorry, but I'm Beyonce. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, not sorry. Get your apologies out now. Get them out right now. <laughs> and we got lawyers too. Oh. Yeah, I, oh. I want to start this podcast by getting your definition of what a girl dad is. You talking about me? You get my definition? Me, I want to get your definition of what a girl dad is. You know what a girl dad is to me and my definition? A girl dad to me is a dad who's like love, is in love with his baby girls. Mm -hmm. Like that he'll do anything for his girls, no matter what, that, that his girls have them wrapped around their fingers, you know, so pretty much anything they ask for, they get. You know, if he has it, they have it. A, a girl dad is a one that dates their daughters, you know. You take them out to eat, you go to the movies with them, you have daddy-daughter nights with them. You know, you watch movies with them. You do everything with them. You have those hard talks with them. Have those good talks, you know. You have card night where you play cards with them and you play games with them. And you just, like, watch them grow, you know, and you help guide them along the way. That's my definition of a girl dad. Okay, That's good. me. All right, that was excellent. That was excellent. So we all know how this term became very popular from an unfortunate event. We all know how it became popular um it was actually i heard about this term after the death of kobe bryant and his daughter gianna affectionately affectionately known as Gigi, where this term became very popular about black men's relationship with their with their daughters so we're going to get to our guest and as i stated she corey has no idea of these questions. So these are unfiltered questions that we want to ask her. So the first question I have for, for you, Corey, is do you think that it's important for girls to have a good relationship with their fathers and why? Of course. I feel like any 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 girl should have a good relationship with their dad because your dad's supposed to be in your life. And if you grew if you grow up with your your dad you know how more about men than you would without a dad and you know how to, a male is supposed to treat you especially if your dad treats you right as okay. well so what you say in that what is one thing that stands out that helps you understand how a man should treat you based on what you learned from your dad basically uh, uh the terminology of a ride or die basically uh if i'm hurt he'll be there in a matter of a second 
You know what I'm saying? That's mm -hmm. why sometimes I I'll be afraid to tell him because I don't want I don't want him in jail. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I'll be like I can handle it on my own. If but if it's something serious, I know I can call on him and he'll be there in like a in like a flash. Mm -hmm. And 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 just to let you know, he could not handle jail. He could <laughs> not handle jail. <laughs> I love him to death. You know, but you know the story. You know the story that he told me about about my oldest sister and her and her boyfriend. Okay, no, she, uh, 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 Apparently, he said, "Yeah, I'm exposing you." He said <laughs> that he. I, I think he told her boyfriend or the guy that liked her that he would eat out. He would kill him and then eat out the garbage so that they, they'll think he's crazy just so he won't go to jail. Corey, you just gave away my alibi. <laughs> Wait a minute. If you put this on a podcast, I can't use that as an alibi now. I, oh, so, so, G, so, G, yeah. what specific um, examples can that you wanted to transfer to Corey that was the most important thing, no matter what, that you wanted to transfer to her in terms of how she should how she should be in a relationship yeah well the most important thing i wanted her to always take away is remember that she's beautiful and she's smart that no one defines her no man no relationship with a man no relationship with a uh the opposite sex defines her she defines herself she marches at the drum and the beat uh, i mean marches at her own drummer's beat that she needs to understand that no matter what no man can ever tear something down they didn't help build so and also too I want her to take away is that never let her man treat her less than never you know always if a man doesn't know that how to walk with her in the street that she should be on the inside and not the outside that a man should always be willing to open up a door for her and treat her like the lady that I, I, I raised her to be that's the takeaway okay so Corey with him saying he, he wanted to transfer these these life lessons to you Tell me what what is a life lesson or something that you learned from your dad that stands out? Uh the best way I could put it is you you know how crabs are 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 kind of built, right? Their mm -hmm. their their bones are on the outside. Okay. And they're kind of soft in the inside. Okay. So it's a basic balance of um, femininity and masculinity. So I'm able to be tough on the outside and having so people who insult, he used to, my dad used to clown me when I was younger. So it, it builds me up to the person I am today because I insults, I take very lightly. If you call me ugly, I do not care because he already taught me that I was beautiful and everything, everything that I was clowned on when I was younger, I already have a, a, a hard shell. So now I don't have to, I don't have to, well, think like, oh, am I really, am I really dumb as this person says? Am I really this ugly person says? Cause I already know that I've been taught since for the past 18 years that I am basically a, a good person and that he taught me how to better myself and nice. not take things harshly. Nice. Yeah, and I still clown you. I mean, you 18, but I, you know, I still clown you. Yeah, but it, it doesn't affect me as it does before. You know what I'm I know. saying? I got clap back now. I can't, I can't get under your skin now. <laughs> not, not at all. So, G, give me, give me one of your fondest memories, but just between 
uh, a special time just between you and Corey. It doesn't involve anyone else. It's something that you will always remember. Well, I have a few of them, to be honest okay. with you. But one that sticks out of my head, you know, her mom was really trying to break Corey out of uh, drinking out of a bottle. And, you know, and I used to pick up from um, the daycare center, you know, and, and Corey always knew that I had a cold bottle for her in the car, you know, and she knew, even though her mom didn't want her drinking out of a bottle no more, I think she may be like maybe one years old or whatever, I used to always have like a cold bottle, like strawberry milk in a bottle or something like that. And uh, she always knew, like she didn't have to say nothing. She just reached her hand out and I would go in the bag and I would give her a bottle, you know. And then the other one was SpongeBob, you know. Corey loved, no, I'm just saying, I'm going to say loved, loves, <laughs> let me say that. She 18, she still loves SpongeBob. And I remember when they had the SpongeBob the movie came out and uh, she must have been like four or five years old when SpongeBob came out. And her and I, you know, went to see SpongeBob together and the movie was ending, the credits is rolling and she kept on saying, Dad, like Daddy, where's SpongeBob? And I'm like, the movie's over, baby. And she would not move from the movie. We were the only one still left in the movie theater. I just stayed with her until she realized that the movie was over and SpongeBob was no longer coming back on the screen. But those are my little cute little moments with her, man. And my last one was she must have been, I don't know, 11, 12. We had put her into martial arts. And um, she was going for her purple belt in Taekwondo. And, you know, they have to, all the parents come in, and uh, she had to go through these, doing these katas, and she had to fight. I don't know. Were you 11? How old were you then? 10, maybe? I don't oh, know. No, I, I remember what belt I was going for, and it was the purple belt. Yeah, so she may be 10, 11, going for her purple belt. And, and because, you know, she was, you know, thick and she was really good, um, they used to always match her up with boys. She never, like, sparred against girls. It's always boys, which I didn't understand. I was kind of pissed at. But, you know, like, why my baby couldn't fight against other girls when girls was fighting against girls, but my baby was fighting against boys? All right, I digress. But anyway, she was uh, fighting against this guy. And it's supposed to be kicking between, you know, the chest and, like, just above the waistline. But he did something, and he kicked my baby in the face. And my baby, when I tell you, when she he kicked Corey in the face, Corey looked right into the crowd at me. And I remember looking at her like, you better not cry. You better, you better not cry. You better beat him. You better not cry. So she looked at me. She kind of wiped her face. She nodded her head to acknowledge that she saw me. And she got up, and she tore that boy up. I will never forget. I have never really ever been so proud of her because he kicked the hell out of her. And she got <laughs> up and and she got up and rocked him after she looked at me. So those are my little three moments of her life so far. So let me let me good lead into this. So this is what Kobe Bryant definition of a girl dad is, right? He said, I will always let her know that anything is possible, that what she puts her mind to. I will right. love her. If she becomes an athlete, but if her life does not turn out that way, I am just a spectator. So I'll let her know it's her decision about anything that she wants to do. Corey, with me saying that statement, how have your dad in terms of supporting you, 
supporting um, your dreams, your goals, your hopes, your desires. How has that impacted you, having that support from your dad? Uh, hmm. Broadly speaking, it, he has done an amazing job at trying to advise me of what path I should go on, but he's okay with if I choose another path. Like I remember saying that I want to be a journalist and he was, and he advised me that maybe you should go take another, a business course. And I took that into consideration as well. And he, I know he wants the best for me. So even though maybe I, but now I want to be a psychiatrist and a, a lot of that has to stem from him telling me, Oh, look, NYU can help you with, uh, finding a doc being a doctor and that's where I want to be a psychiatrist which is a, a, another doctor mm-hmm. B- but when it comes to um fo- following my dreams every dream every dream that I had since the age of like six as far as I can back remember he's always supported me on and was like okay this is what we're going to do when I was younger I wanted to be a vet when I was um when I was like 10 or 11 I wanted to be a an author one, one, one time I wanted to be a WWE diva. Never took a wrestling class in my life, but that was one of my careers that I always wanted. <laughs> <laughs> <God damn it. laughs> but it, he's always supported me in, in anything. So I'm very appreciative of that. Okay. So, so G, I know this question was designed to hear Corey's opinion, but I want want to ask you this question. If you can think of any superhero that you wanted to be for Corey, what superhero would that be? So let me give you some possible superheroes. The Hulk, puny little humans and smash, smash. Wolverine, Captain America, Mr. Fantastic or your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, or you can choose a superhero that you wanted to be to her. I would say... And why? Okay. I would say all of the above. Okay. I would want to be the Hulk when I need to smash things that got in her way. I would want to be Captain America, you know, to somebody that she can look up to, you know, and that's doing the right thing, you know, that's, you know serving his community, no matter what, you know, that be be well-respected. I would want to be the Wolverine to cut, to cut through red tape so that she can get through any, anything that she wanted to be in life, you know, no matter what she wanted to be. And um, in a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, I would want to be, always be there, always close by, always near her to be able to help her, you know, shoot a web to catch her when she falls. And um and then, you know and be able to say hey dad is always going to be here not I'm never going to be far away anytime you need me I'm always going to be here so I would say a little bit of all five if, if there's such a superhero as that that's what that's what I would want to be okay so now Corey you can only pick one you can only pick one of those superheroes from his definition or you can have your own singular superhero what superhero would that be? To describe None. your dad. None. None. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you why. Okay. Most of the most of those superheroes, well, Spider Man, for example, is very naive. My dad is not that naive. Uh, Wolverine, he's too angry all the time. You know what I'm saying? And my dad is not like an angry person. The Hulk, Hulk is all bronze, and he is brains, bronze and brains. So maybe I'd was see the Hulk, but the thing about the Hulk is that it's kind of one well, the new Avengers movies he's like he can battle both he could use both but the original Hulk is like very separate with his personalities but my dad is very collaborative with all his personalities so and as for Mr. Fantastic the thing about Mr. Fantastic he's very stretchy and I don't know how maybe He's, I could say he's Mr. Fantastic because my dad's very flexible with different things such as like time and management and skills. But Mr. Fantastic's personality does not match with my dad's. And I would say my dad could be his own superhero instead because he doesn't really match a specific superhero. Like Iron Man, Iron Man Black Widow, uh superman captain marvel they they all have their own personalities they have their own backgrounds and the way my dad was raised in his time was the way that he melded into his own type of superhero so i can't really say that oh he's the spider-man he's a hulk Mm -hmm. because he has his own super superpowers already so wait a second wait one second so now do i have to call this dude g-man I can like call him G-Man for the life of me. Got my own pizza. So, G. Let's change it to G-Man. G-Man. You can call G-Man from now on. As long as you call me Dr. Linwood McAllister. Ever, we'll be ever. Will I ever call you So, I will Dr. never. Never. they put a gun to my head and say, G-Man. You used to fall off the backboards of baseball fields. Never. <laughs> So, G, I want to ask this, this kind of closing up. I want to ask you this final question. And I want you to take a moment to reflect on this final question. If you could talk to your younger 18 self, if you can talk to your 18 self, what would you say to your 18 self right now? And Corey, I want you to listen closely because he's actually talking to you. What would you tell your 18 self? I, I, I think I would tell my, more eight, my 18-year-old self, be more financially wise. Learn more about saving money and stocks and bonds. Save my money, put money away for a rainy day. Invest that money. Understand putting money in a savings account in the bank doesn't do anything for you. That you have to put your money, like try to buy slices of stock until you get an opportunity to buy a full stock. You know, save money, plan for the future. You will be one day 54, 55 years old. Plan for it, you know. Plan for your family. Plan for, you know, purchasing a house and being financially sound. So I would tell my 18-year-old self to be more financially sound, prepare myself, work smarter, not harder, you know, get your education on, you know, to uh, 
think about more, you know, look into the stock market, invest in yourself, and put money away for the future. That's what I would tell my 18 year old self. So, Corey, we, we're going we're gonna to close the show with, with your final thoughts. First, I would like to thank you for um, being a good sport in a sense because you did not know any of the questions. And so, um, I know if that was me, I would have some anxiety because I don't know what these guys are going to talk to me about on this podcast. So I want to thank you for being a guest. I want to thank you for being a good sport. sport. Um, just based on this talk right now, I can tell that you are an amazing young woman and that you're going to, do, you're going to be very successful. I can hear how you... Um, uh, put together your thoughts and how you are analyzing um, um, the concepts. So, you know, I'm, I've been around your dad so, for a very long time and I can see a lot of his personality has rubbed off on you. I can see that. And so that's a compliment to you, G, as well as to you, Corey. But I want to say, I want to give you the, you the final thoughts and I want you to tell our audience what a girl dad means to you. Isn't it, isn't it the terminology daddy's girl, if anything? Well, well, that's, that's initially, but I think it has been kind of tweaked for um, this generation. And I think it became popular because it's a hashtag now. So hashtag daddy's girl, probably too long for people, but hashtag girl dad kind of symbolize, symbolizes the, the bond and relationship that uh, Kobe Bryant had with his daughter and that many men began to kind of classify themselves with that term for men who have daughters. Yeah, and also too though, but Jazz, you know, she's, she, I think she's right because I think the girl dad is for us to them, daddy's girl is for them to us. Okay. So let her, you know, let her do it the way she want to do it. However you want to explain it, babe, go for it. Close us out. Well, um, the thing about being a girl dad and or a daddy's girl is that the way that boys are raised by their dads is a little different from how they would raise their females, especially a black female in this type of society. And they, uh, they, black dads with or without a mom to be by their size needs to meld their daughter to be strong enough in this society. So they need to teach their daughter how to fight if need be. They need to teach their daughter to recognize their beauty within and outward. And I also feel that if you're if you're a if you're a female in this type of society now, it's kind of lightening up, especially with, with my generation, you know that you would have your dad by your side. There's a misconception that if you're a if you're a dad that you're not in your daughter's life and that's unfortunately some some of the time or hash slash most most of the time that is true but when you find a come across like maybe on facebook you'll see what a beautiful relationship a a girl has with their dad rather than a boy have with their dad not to put aside that boys with their dads is not the same type of relationship is just that it's a beautiful thing because they're bringing you up into this harsh reality of a world that they try that dads try to protect their girls from but also making sure that they're going to be okay with or without them right 
there you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our special Girl's Dad episode part one. I'm Jazz. And I'm G. And this is G talking all that jazz. We're out. Peace.